Hey, howdy and hello, and welcome to The Crazy Train, the comedy podcast with no rails from Emotionally 14. I'm your host, Rob Wade, and I'm joined, as always, by my rock, the incomparable and inimitable Blake Harmer. One day I'll sprout legs. One day you will sprout legs. I thought you were going to say that one day I'm just going to go postal and murder everyone because I fully believe that day is coming too. <laughs> also a possibility. Yeah, distinct at this point. And we are joined by a guest for what will be the first of its kind, a podcast experiment like perhaps no other, Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat podcast. Hello, Mike. Hello there. It's a pleasure to be on here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. So this experiment is a peculiar one but nonetheless intriguing and exciting so we're going to be recording an extra long bumper sesh this evening <gasps> mad sesh and then what we're going to do is we're going to split it in two and if you want to hear both parts you're going to have to listen to both halves on two separate feeds motherfuckers that's what we're going to do and i'm excited because i think it's the kind of thing that people don't do and, you know, we may find there's a perfectly re good reason why that's the case. But, <laughs> it just doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for now, we're going to give it a go. So what will happen is we, we're going to go for it. And then there'll be a, a natural point, I'm sure, in the conversation that breaks where it will be one half crazy train feed and then it will be on the genuine chit chat feed. And, you know, you'll be able to get the full experience by listening to both halves on both feeds. And everybody wins. Ultimately, we win. Obviously, one downloads, one downloads, and we'll take whatever we can fucking get at this point. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and obviously the listeners win because they get to hear two wonderful shows and potentially get introduced to a new one. So it would be funny. Wouldn't it be funny though if all of your listeners and all of my listeners were basically the exact same people? Like the the only two podcasts <laughs> they really like is the Crazy Train and Genuine Chit Chat, and it's just like this one dude who's just like. Oh, I haven't found of this one before. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I'd be good with that to be honest. Um, It'd be pretty fun though. Quite I'd be asking why the fuck they don't listen to the Gamecast, but otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> you got you got several podcasts, haven't you? On emotional. Oh, we're people. so busy, so busy. Um, yeah, so we've got Crazy Train, which is the one we're on now, um, and then we've got the E14 Gamecast, which is video games and tabletop, and then we've got Talk Star Wars, which is you know. I mean, I don't feel like I have to explain that one so much. Oh, that's a bit of a, Star's a bit of a, a trigger word for me. You say that, I get all jittery and excited. So uh, maybe I'll have to come up on that one sometime as well. Oh, yeah, by all means. I mean, we're, you know, Star Wars fans are more than welcome pretty much anywhere on Emotionally 14. Think, can you see? Oh, I've got a Star Wars tattoo. Pete, oh, audio oh. listeners, you can barely see it at all because I'm like away from the <laughs> microphone. So it's, it's like, great it's a good thing that no one can see the audio of this because I look like a creep that you barely see it at all. It's just Darth Vader's helmet up there. And, oh, uh, nice. And oh, okay. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's oh, massive. Yeah. Awesome. Also, the tattoo. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm completely, you can only see me from the waist up, and I'm actually completely pantless. So That's fine. That's how we roll. So it's good that you just kind of felt compelled. So that's good. <laughs> that means that the message is coming through. So the same vibe. Your trousers off time. You mean people have trousers on? People, well, people wear trousers at all. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. what the hell is that? That's absolutely flip flops. Flip flops and one sock. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah. yeah, this is the British way, I think. Um, but this is the crazy train ethos. So trousers off time is pretty much permanent. So that's fine. <laughs> so um, what is the crazy train? I hear you ask. Maybe perhaps those from the genuine chit chat land, or those just coming to this show for the first time. Everyone's episode. Every episode is somebody's first. I mangled that, but I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> the crazy train is the comedy podcast with no rails. Last time round, it was the comedy and pop culture podcast with no rails, but I butchered it. So I'm just going to go back to. Play, go back to playing to type. 
Just keep going. Just keep yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. Just, just keep on talking and eventually yeah. something will come out that's good. <laughs> I've been going I've been working with that theory for six fucking years and not so much. <laughs> Eventual <But>, goal. <laughs> so the crazy train is the comedy podcast with no rails. We start from a point and we go where the conversation takes us. Nobody knows where the crazy train goes. Now, if this sounds like your bag, then welcome aboard and we're glad to have you. If it doesn't, then feel free to jump off at the next station, stick a spoon up your ass and get to Fuck Island. But thank you for trying. That's, that's amazing. Nailed it. It's <laughs> <laughs> way more exciting and more interesting than mine. Mine's, well, mine's, just, yeah. mine's just kind of, hi, I'm here with this person who's infinitely more interesting than I am, so let's hope that they can keep the conversation going with me to make it entertaining. The trick with me is getting me to shut the fuck up once I get going. So you're, you're in good company. If, if, uh, if longevity is your, is your bag, then you're in good company here. That's my problem as well. I just don't shut the hell up. And then it's just like, you know, I get my I have guests on and then I've had the odd guest that's like a mate of mine who I'm just more casual with and they don't have anything necessarily specific to say. So I'm just kind of chatting and I realize I speak the most. It's like, I'm going to be hosting a podcast. It's not going to be, hey, everyone, let's talk about, let's have Mike talk about himself for like two hours and have a little snippet of us on else every now and then. Yeah. But, I feel like I can't really comment on this relationship because Blake might just go, you absolute bullshitter, Rob. Exactly <laughs> how this operates every goddamn week. Yeah. I say week. <laughs> I occasionally get a word in, it's fine. Well, there's occasionally an episode, so... And that was it. So tune in next week. <laughs> Enjoy more of Blake and in a couple of hours' time when he throws in a joke that you've completely forgotten about him and he'll just destroy you. That's what he does. Yeah. Joke assassin. That's what happens. Yeah, so Mike... You are Britpod scene buddy of ours from the Genuine Chit Chat podcast. Now, for those who might be coming to this from the Crazy Train feed and might think in Genuine Chit Chat, that's a great name, but what is it? <laughs> it, it is a great name, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Do you want me to fire off and... Uh, Elevator pitch it. Let's, let's hear let's just do it. the whole show. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. Um, and what I'll do as well, is, uh, the split as well, I'll put your fantastic intro from this part one onto the one, my one as well. Oh, so it's all, uh, all that goodness. No worries. Um, okay. Uh, I said briefly before, essentially, it's similar vein to Crazy Train in the sense that the, it's an uncensored conversation that can kind of go anywhere in a sense. But it kind of depends on the guest that I have. So mm-hmm. I try and have a different guest every um, every kind of week. It depends on how long the episodes are. So I'm just yeah, we're dealing kind of weeks too. <laughs> That's our unit of measurement for podcasts is, uh, yeah, kind, kind of week, of. kind of month, you know. <laughs> Nicely done. And um, so I just have a different guest uh, each release, essentially, or I try to... Um, yeah, and it just depends on how interesting the guest is. But I kind of try and market it to people saying, not everyone's going to be interested in every episode. But if you look at the feed, there's probably going to be at least one thing that interests you. Yeah. I mean, I've, when this, um, I'll have to talk about it after this, uh, after we've um, finished recording, but whenever this airs, I've yes. currently got a chat with um, a blind director called Goff, who is um, in Australia. Okay. He's the first legally blind person to write, direct, um, edit uh, a, a feature film. Wow. Which is insanity. Yeah, I know. So like, I, there's quite a few okay. cool people I speak to. And I'm also doing a chat with, I've done a chat, I should be releasing it soon, with a gentleman from the Church of Satan. Huh. Yeah. So and I'm hoping to speak to a couple of other sort of uh, religious figureheads. Like uh, there's a priest that I've been speaking to as well. I'm just quite generally interested in religion. So I just kind of okay. like, it's an excuse for me to talk to anyone who yes. I kind of want to talk to. And it, you awesome. know, if, well, if I say to someone, hey, can, do you want to come over to my house and we can sit quietly in my lounge for two hours while I stare at you and ask you questions, people are going to think I'm going to stab them or wear their skin. But is, you know, Yeah, I if, mean, I can understand why they might do that. <laughs> exactly, especially yeah. when I just run up to them in the street and scream it in their face as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with the megaphone, it's a little bit off-putting. Exactly, yeah, and no pants as well. Yeah. And uh, then if I, I, um, I thought the skin was for the pants. 
Oh. <laughs> nice. I'm making pants out of your skin. What oh, you do on Thursday? What <laughs> <laughs> like, well, can you use the nose for? Just like pop that off and just, you know. Oh, you can use yeah. that. Uh, use Interesting that. codpiece. Yeah. <laughs> it depends, depends how big the nose is and how small the cock is. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's, that's my show, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I like the the whole notion of there is nobody. <laughs> it's not like a there is nobody you won't speak to. Like it's not meant. It's I realize that sounded a bit of a weird backhanded compliment, but it's not meant to be. I, I like the fact that there is. You know, there's no. It's like Rogan. You know, like Rogan has. There, there's only certain in, episodes that interest me. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I know fuck all about MMA. I mean, if that's you were same. to see me in the street, you would know that just from looking. Like I'm not the kind of guy who's an MMA person. If I wore, in fact, I remember once I got one of those, do you remember WWE used to do those hockey jerseys? Mm, yeah, like yeah, The Generation yeah. X ones and stuff like that. They did a mm. sleeveless Triple H one. <laughs> and I didn't really realize what I was in for, but I bought it. I had to return it because even like a size down was just fucking ridiculous. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never worn anything so stupid in my life. And it just... I'm the game was all I could think when I looked in the mirror. I was like, it's going back to the fucking shops. But then you got a Jericho one. You're right, Blake. Yeah. Your no. mental image of that is, is vivid, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just really sad that I didn't see this top. I'll find you a picture and see if I can Photoshop it onto my pasty ass form. <laughs> yeah, Give you a sense of what, you're, what you'd have been in for had you just happened to stumble across it. Yeah, sold, sold. So. <laughs> I totally get what you mean with uh, with the Rogan thing, though, because uh, really with uh, podcasting, I kind of got into it because of uh, a gentleman called Scroobius Pip, who's a rapper oh, yeah, yeah. and a podcaster. Yeah, um, and Joe Rogan. You know, I got into Scroobius Pip. He mentioned Joe Rogan all the time. So I was like, I'll check it out. And now Joe Rogan's like my main one. And I was just like, I was like, I probably know enough people to kind of vaguely do something similar. And it turns out I do. I've actually, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to write with it. So yeah, yeah. I'm the same with Joe Rogan with the MMA stuff. Like I, I don't listen to every episode he's got. No. I probably listen to about half of them ish or so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do like maybe about half that, probably like a quarter. Yeah. It's just basically every now and then I'll spot a name and I'll go, ooh. Like mm. I had to listen to the Tyson one, like the Mike Tyson. I did that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh I'm not even God. the biggest fan of like no. uh, boxing, but I just no, like, no, I, I want to hear it. It's yeah. really really interesting because he's incredibly fucked up as well, and nowhere is <laughs> yeah. that clearer than listening to him on Joe Rogan, where he's like, you know. The first five minutes of him talking, I'd probably say the first 15 minutes, I genuinely had no idea what he was saying. And it took me like quite a while to get used to what he was saying. Yes. Yeah. And he's got like a, the thing I liked about Mike Tyson and the thing I've noticed this on interviews before is he's got a really, he's got a laugh that you wouldn't expect Mike Tyson to have. (laughs) like a little child. The baddest man on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I know I could never tell him. No, he would because he would rip out my fucking spine. <laughs> oh yeah, he could just destroy it all, couldn't he? I feel like if he just clapped, just like a normal one of his like swords, I mean, just clapped. If he just put yeah. someone's head in between that, it would just be splat. Yeah, totally. I think he's he probably could think like your blood vessel shut. Just oh, looking, yeah. like just glaring at you would just be enough to pinch, you know, pinch something off in your brain. Yeah, just watch your eyes just start to slowly bleed and there's yeah. like a nosebleed. It's like shaking. And then <laughs> just, as you're as you're just dropping, you see him go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then pop, that goes your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but it's I say I, uh, what I like about it is the the kind of you know you you have conversations and I, I'm I'm really 
I'm a very big evangelist for the notion that this is the best medium possible for long form. There is no better place out there. Like YouTube's fine, but like YouTube, I mean, it's monetizing podcasts is tricky, but I feel like YouTube moves the goalposts every five minutes. So it's hard to, I, I don't even know with monetization on YouTube where I'd start, let alone, you know, yeah. with podcasts, I at least have an idea of like, if I find a place that does ads and that might give me an opportunity to do live reads and stuff like that. That's one thing, but like with YouTube, it's like, well, okay, now we have to get to this many views and this many watches. Oh no, it's gone up. And I get it because everybody's, it's like a gold rush now. Like everybody's trying to, everybody's trying to monetize every little thing and they're all looking for the next platform. Like what's the next successful one going to be like Twitch or other platforms. I'm too old to understand like Discord. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a Vimeo, I think is another one. I think there's some people... I've seen that mentioned somewhere, yeah. yeah like, I think but, Joe Rogan's mentioned it once. He said he puts it on Vimeo, but he gets like a percentage of the views. Yeah. Um, but it's funny you mentioned YouTube, because I kind of... Um, the thing is with me, what I've, I've kind of done throughout... The kind of the reason I got into podcasting was so easy for me, um, even though it's only been a year and a half I've been in the game, um, was I, in college, me and a mate of mine had a YouTube show. Um, if you try and look at it now, try and look it up now, there's a few videos on the on the channel. It's called Visual Digest. Visual Digest. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm going to put these in the show notes, by the way. So anything anything you plug is getting noted down for future... Well, you can take a look. There's not really much on there. I haven't added there for many years, but essentially it's, um, there is actually a music video. Right, I'm trying to start five different things at once. Let's try and start again. Uh, in college, a mate of mine and me, we did YouTube. Essentially, mm-hmm. we, didn't get YouTube on it. we got a few hundred subscribers. Certain videos got a few thousand. Not bad, uh, but it was fun. And I really liked the talking to the camera, talking to an audience, probably because of yeah. me, you maniac in some way. And um, <laughs> we all, we've all got voice. a bit of that, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Um, so I started doing that. It was just like a news show kind of thing. We would just talk about random stuff we found funny. We made sketches out of it and that sort of jazz. Um, and then I finished college. And in, in college, I did music videos and those sort of things for like friends of mine, bands and things like that. So one or two of those is on Visual Digest as well. A couple more on VD music videos. Um, so I've got like a couple of music videos that I've kind of done and things like that. None of them are like insanely amazing, but there's a couple of quite cool ones on there. And then... I kind of couldn't really be asked to do music videos for a while because it it takes so much time. I can believe it. Well, yeah, and with a lot of music videos, like I made one for my brother's band and I just used footage from The Walking Dead. Like it didn't monetize it or anything like that, but <laughs> no. the song's called Walk With The Dead by Bring The Revolution and they're amazing. And um, I just got from season one to Walking Dead and just, because I'd seen The Walking Dead numerous times and I just put footage together. But like you get the drum hit of just, you know, the snare drum going like that and I got like a gunshot and a zombie head nice. blowing up. But the milliseconds really count on that and you could just spend hours and hours and hours faffing on that and it's like you have to go out and film find you know do all this stuff and then put it together and it's like you get so much footage and mm-hmm. you have to edit it down and yep. i was like how can i i was kind of i, I had a little, like a, a break from that for a while and then i was like i kind of still want to do stuff and i was chatting with a few mates of mine this that and the other and people always say i never shut up anyway so um <laughs> podcasting is everything i like which is you know uh, going out and doing stuff and creating content to release but i don't have to edit it i mean i do do a degree yeah. of editing you know i sure. some silences if there's a loud cough or something like that i do cut mm-hmm. that out and stuff but generally speaking i'd say nine out of ten podcasts i, I don't really have to edit the in-between bits either yeah usually skype ones are a little bit different because obviously there are latencies with uh, pauses and people don't quite know when the other person's talking and that's mm-hmm. sort of jazz yeah apart from that, like it's, it's so much nicer doing podcasting where i mean even the editing of this takes you know a few hours a week to release an episode every week or try yeah. to but it is 
it's so refreshing to be able to have this medium. As you say, like people, the thing is that YouTube isn't succeed or is succeeding is kind of oversaturated and things now is because obviously things like PewDiePie and Yogscast and Let's Plays and all these sort of other things. Yeah. That all exploded a few years ago and now everyone's kind of running on the coattails of that. And now it's kind of, it's flattening out a bit and all the new things are coming out. So like Twitch is getting a bit more traction. Podcasting mm-hmm. now is getting way more traction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And where there's so many audio dramas coming out and like Marvel I and know, Stitcher. right? Like, yeah. have, you, have you listened to the Marvel and Stitcher Wolverine uh, one? No, no, I haven't. It's amazing. It's um, eight or 10 episodes long. I think each episode is about half an hour long and it's like a proper audio drama. So there's, you know, the voice of Wolverine, voice of these agents that are trying to find him. It's okay. in Alaska, but it's not like... It's not like X Men. It's more like Logan than anything. Okay. So it's and it's it's slow, but in not a it's an obviously an audio format. So they can't have like this ridiculously big fight scene because all that would happen is for half an hour you'll hit and it just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. No, just the sound of metal on metal. It's like exactly, and Wolverine just grunting. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kind of like to them to go like the complete like stage direction route instead, rather than making the sound effects, just go down the route of just having sound of metal clashing on metal. Clashing <laughs> on metal. Man, have bro. Patrick Stewart narrating yeah. all of it. Yeah, exactly. Why not? I mean, I, I can't imagine. I know he's a busy guy. Although this Picard series is is coming out again soon, so I guess this won't be possible. But I feel like when he had downtime, this is the kind of thing he should have been involved in. You know, mm. and I, having a voice like that and just being able to be or like Morgan Freeman. Like, yeah, does he have a podcast. If he doesn't, why? Always it's it's a great question. Like yeah, like it's you know you see somebody put a podcast up today. It was like I think David Tennant's got a podcast now. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is like news to me today. So, yeah, yeah. Are you telling me now? I've yeah, yeah. Um, but I can imagine somebody like Peter Capaldi would have uh, a distinctive yeah. podcasting presence, especially if he goes Malcolm Tucker on it, like you know, just the weekend news, Malcolm Tucker style. That mm. would be, I mean, I'd listen to that. Yeah, why not? Just give it a go. I mean, yeah. I listened to um, Stephen Fry's got a podcast that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, it's called The Great Leap Years or something. It's it's all it's kind of like QI in that sort of. Or, well, I say it's like QI. It's like all the stuff he does, which is yeah. his very soft voice, clearly more intelligent than you are, <laughs> intelligent things in yeah. a dummy way, and I love it. It's it's a really really good podcast. He um, there's loads of little tidbits of trivia that I picked up from that. Like I, I really like like. I'm not really an expert in anything, um, which is why my podcast doesn't have a niche, but I know like little bits about most things. So okay. it's quite rare, apart from I think cars and sports, they're the I only two things I know basically. I know fuck all about cars. I know they go and they stop. And yeah, well, I can drive. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. all I can do. I, I know when we went for cars, we needed one. Like we, I knew what engine size we needed and I knew that it needed to have four wheels. That was very important. Um, because the three-wheel car era is long gone and never, <laughs> wasn't really a big deal then, I don't think. It was basically a, a nice way for motor... It seemed, from speaking to my dad, admittedly, that three-wheeled cars were a nice way for motorcyclists to get into driving <laughs> without having to take as many exams. <laughs> it was like, there was this weird kind of... I don't know if it was like a loophole or something. I'm sure somebody can feel free to correct me or something on, on social media, but... I'm, I'm sure the way he said it sounded like there was a loophole where if you'd got a motorbike, then if you wanted to move to a three-wheeled car, like there was some means of transferring your license that meant you didn't have to do the four-wheeled car test unless you got a four-wheeled car. I guess it's because of the center of gravity of the car or something. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you could drive like a Reliant Robin or whatever they're called yeah. um, with a motorbike license. Yeah, I don't think you needed to have that because I think... Um, yeah, because I think he, uh, my dad did that for a bit as well at yeah. one point. 
Yeah, so, my, my dad had a motorbike for a while, and then he got a three-wheeled Reliant Robin. And I'm, I'm, I think you're right. I think he didn't have to chop in his motorbike license. I think you could just drive it because it's you know one front-wheel drive. It's if anything, it's safer. It's basically a trike with a case on, anyways. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I really wish they'd marketed it that way. You know. Like, <laughs> Buy the new Reliant Robin. It's a trike with a case on. And don't you believe anything different, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> you do have radio voice, I will say. But you have, a, um, I mean, not to offend you, Blake, and I'm um, uh, cuddling up to Rob here, but Rob, you do have a proper radio voice. Oh, that's like, very kind of you to say. I mean, I've, my dad always said I had the face for the radio. but that's Oh, my mum said the thing. same, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how she knew you, it's weird. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's, um, I almost call my podcast face for the radio, actually. Uh, that's was, a good idea. That's a good name for a podcast. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about saving it, and maybe, you know, when I definitely 100% become as big as Rogan, and I've got Obviously. Uh, money coming out my ears, it's yeah. definitely going to happen. For sure. Uh, yeah, well, of course. That's what everyone gets into podcasting for. It's all that money. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that massive amounts of revenue, Cheddar. It's all mm-hmm. about the uh, live reads. That's the that's the like the the nadir of a- achievement for any podcaster is when they get to do their own Squarespace live reads. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucker, I swear. Like, yeah. no, 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 just not to say. And I'm about. I have to carry up now that I've said that. I'm not getting any money for this. I've used Squarespace. It's fine. It's a perfectly good website builder. Yeah. But um, everybody seems to be on it. Like in terms of that's the ad they have to read. Like it's that that and um, Audible. Audible, yeah, Audible is the big one. Like you know, just audiblepodcast.com where you can get your first book for free and all that jazz. Um, and we have that. You know, people can do that with Emotionally Fourteen, but it's it's just like a link you click. It's not like an ad you have to. I don't have to read anything like which is I mean which as it's an audiobook site that suits me fine <laughs> and don't forget World of Warships obviously oh obviously World of Warships yeah I mean I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention World of Warships or Stone Cold like have you heard um, Mike's are you a wrestling guy uh, no not um, completely honest no um, I mean I used to play the games quite a bit so I, I know Nice. I know a lot more about wrestling than I probably think I do. Um, okay. I used to play yeah uh, WWE versus Smack uh, so SmackDown and Raw, uh, versus Raw. Yep. I, I nice. Good choice. Four years of those games. Yes. Uh, so there I were a lot of them. Was always my one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously of of WWE fame, has yeah. his own podcast. And I said to I remember saying to Blake at the time, it's very strange to hear Stone Cold Steve Austin doing Squarespace adverts and and things like <laughs> you know. What do you need a website, you bastard? <laughs> <laughs> I did see, I saw a film with Stone Cold Steve Austin um, called, I think it was Monster Battle or uh, something like that. And it was one of those like straight to DVD horrendous oh, movies. Wait, is it like, a, like a Halloween wrestling thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've seen that. Yeah, you got like the werewolf, but it's actually literally just a bloke who's hairy. I mean, the makeup isn't yeah. too bad. Not it's like it's atrocious yeah it, it, it just stops i seem to recall it kind of they have like this whole heat where it's got like the rounds are going on one side like the lightweight and the heavyweight yeah. and then i think it gets halfway through the heavyweight and then one of them kills the other one and then all of them just start kind of getting in the ring and stone cold steve austin's the only actor in there in air quotes <laughs> that um <laughs> is involved in the film at all and you watch it and you go this is quite crap but i kind of want to keep watching and then it just randomly kind of wraps itself up in like two minutes then it ends you're like oh they clearly just find out budget then yeah it's like it's like how many more scenes can we do what <laughs> <laughs> we we what we ran out of the budget before now how? <laughs> what? what about the big finish yeah what about the oh man like we've we've uh, 
We haven't even. So you're telling me you haven't even paid people for that scene, and they're not going to get paid. <laughs> That's what I wonder. Do you yeah. think the people when they're in those sort of straight to DVD horror films, uh, do you think that being in those sort of films basically destroys their career, or is kind of? Do you think anyone's ever really been in like really crappy movies and then suddenly become famous? Because I I can't think of any that have it's normally like you get bigger actors like obviously it's DiCaprio and things like that but like yeah. even James McAvoy they normally kind of start on a TV series or just mm-hmm. have a few little parts here and there on random things but I don't think I ever seen them in like just actively terrible movies no I'm trying to think like even somebody like Statham you know obviously like the, the Statham yeah Jason Statham no I mean, <laughs> no, uh, I mean the Meg is not it's a B movie in tone but it's not a B movie, and it's got a, a higher production value to it. Mm. Like, and actually, I bought it. <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah, That's I liked it. I watched it on a day where I was really, really sad and needed cheering up, and it did exactly the job it was meant to do, which was make me really, really happy because it was so much fun. I wish the only thing that I, I wish about that film that made it better was that if he referred to himself in third person as Jason Statham... Oh, my God, that, that would have been amazing. Uh, Jason Statham, we gotta go kill this big fucking shark. And it was that. I would. I'd, it'd be yeah. my favorite movie ever. I think. But Jason Statham's going down to do some business. <laughs> Jason Statham's gonna have a really weird relationship with his Asian girl just for the sake of it, because we need something on screen between sharks. <laughs> <laughs> that is basically it. It's like, yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah. Like he's topless and attractive, and kind of a dick. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, those well, are all my buttons. <laughs> Yeah, The Meg was surprisingly a good movie, though. I was it was. Saying. I agree. I, I'd say it was one of those ones. I'd, I'd had a really bad day because I'd got some bad news that morning, and I was just in a bit of a mope. Mm. And uh, and Jen, my fiance, said, "Like, why don't we go to the cinema and let's go see The Meg?" And I was like, "You know what? Yes, let's go and do that. That sounds exactly the kind of thing I need. It's just some well-meaning schlock that will just, you know, make me realize it's not all doom and gloom." And sure <laughs> enough. It's Jason Statham playing up to the stupidity of that film. It's fucking Finding Nemo references. It's, <laughs> you know, it's always a bigger fish on yep. screen, like represented in screen form beyond fan. It's like, it's got, it's almost like a callback to fucking Phantom Menace, like mm. that level of silliness about bigger fish. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just everything I wanted it to be. And while you could probably make the argument that I didn't need to see it at the cinema, Obviously, I say, given the circumstances, I kind of did. But, you know, it's it's a home release. It's one of those ones that as soon as it came cheap enough, which this week it did, I was like, yes, I'm having that. It's in my collection. Now, whenever, I want, whenever I'm in a bit of a bad mood, that will be the movie that will bring me out of it or Mrs. Doubtfire or Event Horizon because I very much... This brain is pretty much a, you know, a cycle of those three on loop mm. to give you an idea of how fucked up my brain <laughs> I, I haven't seen Event Horizon but I recall listening to um, one of your uh, older podcasts like months ago now when we were sort of I think I was first in the Britpod scene or something like that yeah. and um, it was the Puppet Watchman episode where you were talking <laughs> so I, I specifically remember that being it and you for some reason it was just every you kept mentioning Event Horizon as well and yeah. I think I, I was it Blake or was it, uh, someone kept saying to you that the fact that you always bring up Event Horizon every episode cause you it was Blake it. yeah because it's basically it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the relationship that Blake and I have it's just Blake has to listen to me bang on about Event Horizon every episode at some point I will drop I seem to have it seems to have become like a everybody drink where I just find a way to drop it into every episode in some context <laughs> one day we'll do a DVD commentary and it just won't work <laughs> it's just we'll two be, um, so you're basically you're basically a vegan for event horizon <laughs> oh god yeah no totally if you, if you define 
kind of veganism, which I mean, we're not without merit as kind of the, the evangelism is part of it. Then mm. event horizon is very much my veganism. Like I just, I'll find a way to work it into everything, <laughs> every single discussion. Change a ringtone so it's just like the the main theme of it, and then if you just walk around in public, you can get yourself to call yourself. And then oh, like, what's that? Is that the theme tune to Event Horizon? My one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I also like the Boba Fett mug as well. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty much the best mug ever, I think. Mm, um, I would read where it comes from, but I would spill hot coffee on my laptop, so I'm not going to do that. I see. Well, you're not really committed enough to this podcast. Clearly, think. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, when I, the laptop was not cheap. So, yeah. Yeah, I, know. I had to buy a new laptop because my one died. That's four, four or five months ago. My sympathies. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very upsetting. I had a thing. Uh, you know, invited <laughs> the printer, the toaster, but the, the remote control on the TV were off doing their own thing. They were too good for it, but whatever. You know, not holding a grudge. There's but, always uh, something that starts its own side project and thinks it can go off and do its own thing, doesn't it? And they come crawling back. If they will do. Just a matter of time. It's always the way. TV and remote, back you come. <laughs> and you're just, you have to, you know, you're trying to be magnanimous about it, but at the same time, you're bitter and you're yeah. resentful that they even dared to try. Yeah, you're like, how dare you stood us that way, stood? <laughs> exactly, I, I would guess. Yeah, no, 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 none of us. It's all uh, hypothetical. Yeah. Mm. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this is an appliance-based metaphor, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't deal in those many off, very often, but at the same time, when we do, they're fucking spectacular. Let's be it's fair. Got be, we've got to point all the attention to it, and this is going to be the audio snippet we put on everywhere. Is it about <laughs> the great laptop burial? <laughs> the great laptop burial and all the appliances that came to see it off. Yeah, and those yeah. fuckers that didn't are too good for us now. <laughs> yeah, did, it, did you do it like a 21-print salute? Oh, that'd have been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, no, I kind of just, um, <laughs> I got a fax machine and I basically called it on my mobile and put it on loudspeaker so you hear that horrendous fax noise. And it was okay. that yeah. mixed with the AOL dial-up collection. I kind of mixed them together to make a dubstep funeral tune. That might work, you know, to be honest. That would probably be fucking good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of built this up now. I feel like I should go and do this. Just, <laughs> just so I can make this. Talk yourself into projects, Mike. You're one of us after all. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, 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 speaking about other projects, I'm going to say with you and um, uh, you and all your, all your three sort of uh, connections of the podcasting world, um, I've got a mate of mine who's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times, and he's an author, and I'm helping him launch a podcast as well. Oh, cool. Nice. So I'm trying to work out how to... Because I can either, I was, I was thinking about doing it under sort of maybe a banner, like as in we're both, mm-hmm. like Scroobius Pip, he's got Distraction Pieces podcast, and then yep. he did a network, and it's Scroobius, it's the Distraction Pieces network, it's him, say, White to Drugs, uh, Search and something or other, mm-hmm. search, loads of them. And I was thinking like, if I just, I, I'm kind of in that two mind thing, where I can either kind of do what you do with the Emotionally 14 for like a banner, or I can... Mm-hmm call it like the network like, do you call yeah. emotionally 14 the network or is it i probably should but no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those things that it's it was never planned to be as kind of all-encompassing i i kind of so like for a bit of behind the curtain stuff it's always i've always thought of it as kind of like a publishing house like a you know like you, you know, obviously like a, a book publisher would have lots of different authors underneath its thing and then the banner would be like penguin or random house or whatever right so I've kind of always, I've kind of in my head, that's been emotionally fourteen. So it's a, it's a place for all these different projects and ideas to, to be kind of collected, to then be promoted outwards to the, to the sort of unsuspecting audience. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it's become. I mean, now it's way bigger than I kind of envisaged it being. If you'd asked me this time last year, how big do you see it being by the end of the year? I would not have said three podcasts, three video series. Uh, four syndicated podcasts that are from all over the world and all and then also the blog is still running i would have imagined that one of those would have ground to a fucking halt 
just for the sake of you know logistics but yeah, that hasn't that's the only yeah. thing well, yeah, I mean, that I've written that off a long time ago, so oh, that's okay. not a problem for me. <laughs> the barrier for that is weird. You know, you've got yeah. the shame there, and then you've got, you know, I'm not going to go, do that joke again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I was asking, because, yeah, my mate, I'm, I'm speaking, blah, 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 blah words. Um, I was kind We're professionals. Of, yeah, I talk all day, every day, not only at my um, workplace job, but also in my free time, and I still can't formulate sentences properly. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. You know, I can do this for hours a week, and sometimes I do, but I, it doesn't mean that I won't start a sentence in at work or on a show with the completely wrong words, or it'll end with the completely wrong words, and I'll kind of catch myself. Sometimes you can get away with it because it's funny, but you know, oh, that's not what the word I went for at all. That's completely the opposite. Like, so and it's, it's emotionally 14 and verbally four. That's basically oh, what we're going for. Oh, moment. yeah. If that, I mean, sometimes I'm just babbling like an 18-month-old. <laughs> <laughs> just there. I'm making noise just until I can think of another noise to make with my mouth. Yeah. Um, Oh my. <laughs> exactly. But this, this mate of mine, he's basically, uh, he's an author um, mm-hmm. and he's got, this year he's going to have two more books out. He's kind of got two books out. One of my sort of ideas for his thing was kind of like um, reading out like a chapter mm-hmm. and that being an, like an episode, he'll do it like in a season. And at the start, he'll kind of give a little bit of, oh, I was influenced by blank. And then, you know. Uh, oh, I love blank. <laughs> yeah, it's, blank's always the best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And, Various uh, artists, love them. <laughs> my favorite band. <laughs> One of my mates, actually, funny, uh, sorry to me, one of my mates is a few years back now, um, but we were about 20 or so, um, we listened to music and all that sort of jazz, and he went, you know, I've always wondered, and this is a smart guy, like he's much more intelligent than I today, um, I am, and he went, I've, I've never really understood, you know, in, in uh, certain music, what does feet mean? And we were like, <laughs> what does feet mean? What, F-E-A-T dot? Is it, yeah. And it was like, are you joking? Is it, no, what, it, what does it mean? And I was like, featuring he's like oh i wondered that it's yeah. just like what the fuck could else yeah. if it's got so, like a rapper's name and then feet and then another rapper's name you don't even need to know what the middle word is like if you see it more than once somewhere else it's clearly it could only be a linking word you would hope yeah i mean i it's like a friend of mine had this once where he worked where he got somebody walk up to him and say we need to do something about this past just new because they keep nicking our stuff because every time somebody quit, they would say um, they're mo- they're being they're moving on to pastures new, and this person thought it was a business, like a local <laughs> like a local office that was just <laughs> stealing all of their workers. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's it's people are peculiar, and you know, and I'm sure because we all do talkie podcasts, we've probably found the best examples of that and immortalize them in recording form. Oh yeah. Immortalizing the embarrassments when, you know, the apocalypse happens and then, you know, yes. thousands of years in the future, people somehow manage to find this laptop or maybe the laptop are buried in the garden. Um, <laughs> when they finally find that, <laughs> and, um, then they'll be like, Oh, what was this ancient civilization in the year 2000 like? And then they'll just have me and my mates talking about nude pics for like yeah. two hours. And it's like, pff, clearly they've come a long way. Yeah. So when you say talking about them for two hours, it sounds almost like you're running down the list. Like there's this um, one that's one double oh eight dot JPEG. That's pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a solid seven out of ten. I like that one a lot. The pose is really cool, and she's beautiful. Look at her. <laughs> yeah, just going on, just all those thousands of nude pics that I get all the time because Obviously, of being a famous yeah. podcaster and all that. Obviously, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. throw themselves at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, um, are you familiar with the Roman Podcast, the Canadian outfit? I'm not afraid. No. So they're uh, they're a bit like they're kind of like a there's a theme, right? So there's like a Canadian crazy train, but they do um, they look for like weird news, he- weird and hilarious news headlines, often mm. from Florida because apparently right. they're just a really good conduit for that. Mm. But um, 
they have this thing called the Tasty Nude campaign, where if you want to send a Tasty Nude, you can send it to one of the hosts, and the other guy's happily married. So if you want to send to him, it has to be tasteful. And uh, the number of times they've just gone, we could really do with hearing from some women. Tasteful <laughs> 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 nudes. Which is fine, you know, if uh, people want to send them, then more power to them. But uh, I just find it quite amusing that, like, you know, it's this sort of, we get, you know, we, yeah, we got sent a ton of nude stuff. But I mean, I could probably do without seeing so many cocks, honestly. <laughs> it's <laughs> just it's, silly. It's funny you say, a mate of mine, um, he works in a school <clears throat> as an IT technician, so he has to kind of uh, monitor certain things. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, he, and he, it's a secondary school, so for any people who aren't from uh, England, that's uh, age from like 11, I think it is, till 16, I think that's... So yeah, I think you're compulsory until 16, and then you can elect to stay on for 18, or you can move to college or do or get into work at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, that's something right. like that. Um, and <clears throat> so he has to deal with that. He was saying like the amount of girls who... He's had uh, girls who are like in year seven come up to him and say someone sent me this thing how do i you know sort of my phone so i don't receive these and just like boys sending girls pictures of their penis when they're Ugh. 11 that's like yeah. I, I don't have that kind of confidence about my genitals now you might I as well do it it now. the best of times but no. it's like, i'm not sending a picture of my dick to anyone let alone no. when i was fucking 11 when i had man boobs and a jufro and <laughs> inside me you know when i got excited it's just like, i don't need that why would I send a picture of that? And I just can't imagine no. these guys who are 11 who are so proud of their probably chode that they're sending it to girls. It's let's be like, fair. Let's be fair. Comparatively tiny penis as well. Like it's probably <laughs> the smallest it's ever going to be. Exactly. Like, just, apart from as an infant in which, I mean, also not for nothing, but it's it's a bit of a weird thing to be sending 11-year-old penises around. The <laughs> probably. Exactly. That can't backfire, right? That's probably fine. I was going to say, that's a tough line of work when you're like, I've got to look at 11-year-old penises. Yeah. <laughs> it's for work. Yeah. <laughs> that's the podcast we will never, we will never run. No, that's no, the only one we swore. Yeah. yeah, the pedophile cast is never coming. expression. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing with, uh, with his line of work because normally he just, he, sometimes he comes back with some of the stories he tells me of just some of the most random shit people just try and search or like, you know what, you know, when you're in school and things um like when i was in school that we'd use the computer the computer suites and all that sort of jazz and then it'd be people going to game like gaming websites like mm -hmm. mini clip or congregate or whatever yeah and other people going to youtube or trying to and often people try and use proxies to get out of the sort of school filtered things yeah and just some of the links they go to go to nothing like <laughs> they're just trying so hard to find the right proxy to get to go to nowhere they just they type in boobs once into google they see a flash for a second and they get instantly banned for typing in a bad word and yeah it's like yeah 25 minutes trying to find the right proxy it's i like, can imagine yeah i've i've, I've often wondered because obviously this stuff all this stuff that's you know on the search engines and on the web is forever right there's they're building they're spending a lot of money building digital profiles of people for the purposes of marketing and all that stuff and you know, whatever your opinion is of that, it's it's clearly happening, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always curious, and I, it was kind of my curiosity was mostly peaked when this whole there was this whole kind of trend of digging up tweets that people had 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 written in the past and kind of using it to shame people and things like that. I was really hoping that I was big enough, and I'm not, but I was really hoping I was big enough that somebody would go back and do it for me because I'm really <laughs> curious what I said. I've had Twitter for like eight, nine years. And I'm pretty sure I've never said anything particularly interesting, but I'd really love to find out that, you know, I wouldn't love to find out that I said something fucking horrendous because that would be, <laughs> you know, it comes with its own problems. But um, 
it, I, I was always curious of like, I wonder if I've got anything like this that somebody, I'm, I mean, if I've written something on Twitter, I've written something that offends somebody because mm. that's just kind of the world in which we live and the nature of writing things. Look, Rob, I know you want to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, would lo- I would love it if, by a process of elimination of everybody else in the world, I became the most qualified candidate because everybody else has said something reprehensible on social media. And I was like, hello. <laughs> I tweet about games and lunch. Um, for the podcast as well because even if you somehow made it like and it was utter wank then it would still be like hey there's that guy that ruined Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and almost like the Tommy Wiseau of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> oh my god I'd love to be that so uh, much like, have you seen his do you see his Instagram or anything all he does is post quotes from himself uh, to anyone <laughs> listening Tommy Wiseau is the main guy from The Room yeah and yeah post quotes from himself primarily from the film The Room so it's just these random nonsensical things that don't make any sense and he puts like a laughing face next to it and it's like do you know like do you think that's actual comedy or do you realize people are laughing at you i don't know he's probably a millionaire now so no it's very strange like that whole sensation about the room in general like i find that the whole the whole fact that it's it's a famous thing really peculiar because you know we had those sort of you know when it was in say 80s and 90s and stuff those things existed but they were things they were kind of in their own small little space like um Blake and I were talking about it before you joined uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. That was not a big thing. I don't think I've even seen that. Oh, I'd recommend go back and have a look at some of the older ones because it's basically just uh, a guy and two robots. So the premise is that um, a guy has been sort of stranded on a on a little space station in deep space, and in order to keep himself entertained, he gets sent crap movies by. I can't remember the exact. It's like an evil. Out. It's like yeah. It's like a weird experiment that this evil genius is trying to do, where they send him bad movies with the idea of trying to drive the drive the guy insane. But basically, it's a very loose premise for him and the two robots to try and keep insane by basically sitting there and take the piss out of the movie. Yeah. So basically, the whole episode is basically the film interspersed with like little cutscenes, basically going back, going, "Oh yeah, there is a plot," and then but in between that bit, there is. Yeah, they're, they're they're watching the film and basically just it's just an excuse for them to watch and take the piss out of the film. So yeah, it's yeah, and it's normally quite schlocky B movies or things with terrible effects or whatever. Mm. Occasionally, I mean, like I think there actually was a mystery science theater movie, which um, but which was basically like a high budget episode, really. And um, I think that's because it chose a slightly more popular film because it did this Island Earth. Yeah, but apart from that, there's normally like really dire films like Hobgoblins or um, I'm sure, like space mutiny, you know, films that are normally score really low on IMDb. Yeah, so. those kind of slot fest. But like back in those days when that was a thing, it wasn't. It wasn't like prime time cable TV. It was you know public access videotapes were the way to see it and things like that. And now it seems to have become. It's. It, I'm trying to how best to explain it, but it's like we've kind of gained this certain reverence for mediocrity and and mo- what's more that they're, they're kind of really really bad stuff because somebody like you know there was a there was a serious conversation i think on twitter or something like that i don't know well i say serious it's twitter <laughs> so it's a good chance it's not the case at all but there was this conversation about whether or not tommy was should be allowed to direct star wars I'm like I don't oh, want yeah. him anywhere fucking near anything remotely good. I don't. <laughs> like, he shouldn't be anywhere near anything with a franchise attached to it unless he wants to make The Room too, because that's his property to do with as he pleases. Mm, but like, yeah. other than that, 
he's a very peculiar character to me because like am i right in thinking he like he spent about five million dollars on that movie or something ridiculous no no one actually knows how much he spent on it but he like have you seen the film the disaster artist no, I haven't. I know, I know of it, but I haven't seen yeah, it. It's, it's, it makes for me. It made the room like I watched the room. I thought it was amazing. All the references and you know the plastic spoons and all the uh, tearing the me apart, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, it's um, all that sort of jazz. The film itself is brilliant, but I found that Disaster Artist actually makes that film better because it, it's it's made by essentially Tommy Wiseau recorded the making of the room, but he just didn't give it to anyone or do anything with it. I assume he assumed that the film would be so big, everyone would want to see the making off of it, and then obviously no one did. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he did is he basically, when he gave the or solved the rights to uh, James Franco and whatever the distribution uh, movie distribution place was, yeah, he basically let them see all the footage. So almost everything, well, I say almost everything, it is meant to be absolutely everything. But Tommy Wiseau said that something like, "Oh, it's ninety six percent accurate," or something ridiculous. But the other guy, Greg Sestero, says, "No, it's one hundred percent accurate." Yeah, I don't know um, what he's where he, where we disagree on this four. That's a really yeah. peculiar number to like. It's pretty peculiar what, guy, what though, four. Like, well, <laughs> go back through the film and identify. In fact, that would be a commentary I would pay money to see is 100%. Tommy Wiseau doing the disaster, art, uh, disaster artist as a commentary talking about the room. And mm. just like, and then if he, even if it's just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. No, that bit's bollocks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Just to figure out if he's talking about 96% accurate. I know. It's really weird. I remember reading, um, it was either I heard it in an interview or I read it in an article or something, and it was some really random number of it. It wasn't like you know, 13, it was like 95 and up, but it was, it was one of those. And I was just like, what's the point in even? I think it's just kind of covers back, maybe, because he does look kind of bad in that film in a sense. But mm-hmm. because he got all that footage of behind the scenes of the room and they recreated it, everyone involved says this is basically what happened. And yeah. The film Disaster Rise is based on a book written by Greg Sestero, who yeah. plays Mark in the film. So it's it's a really good film, actually, Disaster Rise on a standalone. But I say to people, what they need to do is like watch The Room, then watch Disaster Artist, and then like watch The Room again, not yeah. necessarily one sitting. No, um, that would be a marathon I would probably kill myself afterwards. Yeah, you just go brain dead, especially because uh, Frank, uh, Franco does such a good job of doing Tommy Wiseau. So it's just yeah. so much Wiseau. It's like, I can't, I can't deal with this. This is Wise Overload. That's... Yeah. That's that's what they'd call it if it was a thing. Wise science, yeah, science, a scientific kind of notion would be wise overload. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's the it's the kind of thing. Having said that, that the, that I could see them doing. I don't know. Um, do you get to? Do you spend a lot of time in London? Um, here and there, bits and pieces. I've go up there quite a lot. Yeah, I've been up there uh, once already this year. So I okay, suppose. yeah, because they do. There's this uh, theater in sort of um, in the West End called I think it's the Prince Charles Theater. Right, and they're quite famous for movie marathons. So they did um, when I first started. So I work in London, so I'm obviously okay. there quite a bit. Hmm. Um, but the first couple of months I was there, there was a marathon on that I really wanted to stay for, but it was on like a Saturday night. I don't live in London, so obviously I'd have had to figure out where to stay until the morning and all that jazz. But it was, um, I'm trying to think which order they played it in. I think it was Robocop, The Raid, and then Dread. Oh, because they were arguing that those two first two films combined pretty much makes Dread. That's a very good point I ever thought of, but I don't really know anyone who likes only two of those three films. Like everyone who likes two of them likes the third one. Yeah, I I think that's probably a pretty good pretty good summation of that entire situation so i was desperate to go and see this but like i said i talked myself out of it because i've done um overnight movie marathons before you don't feel good the next day 
No, I can imagine because not. you're no, sitting there watching this massive illuminated screen for ten plus hours, as well, which is really bad for eyes. And you only get coffee breaks and snack breaks. You don't get a proper, you know, there's not a big a proper gap for you to go and get something significant to eat. And also, mm. it's one o'clock in the fucking morning. What's over? <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly, and because um, like when um, when last uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi when that came out, um, and they were like, you could watch a Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and I mm-hmm. was like, well, Last Jedi is the longest Star Wars film ever, and Force yes. Awakens is pretty damn long, and you put them together, and it's like I think Last Jedi is two and a half, and I think yep. Force Awakens is like two fifteen, two twenty, something like so that, yeah, basically five hours. It's like mm-hmm. now I love Star Wars as discussed earlier. I have it literally tattooed on my skin, and I'm going to be getting a whole sleeve of it. But nice. sat down almost dead still for five hours. Just to hard. watch, you know. I mean, granted, the chronology it probably would have made a lot of sense because you know, Force Awakens takes place. The end of that is like what a few hours before the start of uh, Last Jedi. But yeah, yeah, it's like if you know, and like it's it cuts in basically pretty much exactly where it leaves off in some in some character arcs at least. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's, yeah, uh, yeah, with obviously Ray and stuff, but like it's kind of like. Um, it was like Rogue One and uh, New Hope is that sort of thing where there's almost just like a, a vague period of yeah. Uh, a few hours it's understood it's not long either way like yeah you know it's got a beard out yeah ex- exactly you're not going to be able to get full facial hair from shave like it's not gonna it's not enough time mm, like, exactly yeah i mean just while we're talking about star wars even though you've got the other uh, show on it oh, no, by all means. are you but uh, blake are you much of a Star Wars fan as well am I only gonna oh be? yes don't worry <laughs> okay good good do both of you do talk star wars no, um, I do it with um, Blake's brother Brad. Uh, but Blake is, you know, there's no reason he's uh, there's no reason why he can't come on. Fair yeah, I, I just haven't. It's not because I'm not <laughs> one. Not because of that. I think. Um, well, I do two out of three. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk Star Wars hasn't always been emotionally fourteen. It's it's kind of I've I've acquired basically this. If you imagine it like a big infinity gauntlet of media properties. Yeah. Last year I finished the whole thing. <laughs> I've got oh. like a big a big heavy arm full of stuff. As long as you're not trying to get me and uh, my other upcoming project, I'm all right. No, that's fine. Unless you've got this gigantic podcast network and billions of listeners, then I am in. (laughs) I I don't know if I... I don't think I can stretch to that. I think that would be... (laughs) the uh, Maury Povich would be like, the reality of your download shows that that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the only reason... The reason I bring up Star Wars is just because... Anecdote. Basically, the other night... Double anecdote. Here we go. <laughs> tangentially, I should call my podcast tangentially speaking, but I think that's already a podcast. Um, Maybe. But, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like something I've seen somewhere. Yeah, I think it's Doctor Christopher Ryan actually, but he's a guest of the Joe Rogan show. But anyway, um, I bring this up. My girlfriend's called Megan, um, okay. and the reason I actually went to see the Meg at the cinema was because she saw film. She saw the trailer of the film The Meg, and she was like, "The film's named after me. We have to go see it." And she likes most films anyway. So yeah. it wasn't just like, you know, she naively is a, like one of the stereotypical women who owned like chick flicks and then <laughs> randomly goes to this big fish movie. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, uh, it's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, like the love story <laughs> stay from an age one was really unrealistic. I wasn't happy about that. Yeah. There's a whole X-Men drama as well, isn't there? So I guess it's quite I guess. more romance than probably you know, better love chemistry than um, episode two or Twilight. So. Yeah, well, oh God, yeah, especially Twilight. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, what, a, what a waste of my fucking time that second that last time. movie. For I've never for seen. The for the first time, about two months ago, with my niece and Megan. And when I was very drunk at my mum's wedding uh, last year, and I agreed okay. to watch all the Twilight films with my niece. <laughs> oh God. You can't see your face, but it was, it was very nice and telling pity is my face for you like I, I feel bad for you that you had to that you that you'd agreed to do that because i would have also the, the next morning i'd have gone 
now I'll, I'll, I'll caveat by the fact I've never really, it's very unlikely I ever wake up from a night's heavy drinking and go, I did something so catastrophically fuck up that it's impossible to come back from. Something like that, I would wake up and go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, so- I've only I've only stomached two of those movies. So I couldn't stomach I anymore. I've only done the last one, which is probably the worst one to do. But um, yeah, uh, no, I've just done the first two, and yeah, after that, I was I I only did it because because um, uh, Cat's sister wanted to see him when she was of that age when Twilight was big, and she was the right age for Twilight. And I just went to the point. And I was like, after seeing that one, I was like, no, nope, not seeing any more. You, know, I've, I've done. <laughs> I've done the good. The I've good. done my bit. I've paid yeah, my. I've, I've done, done my, my time. I've paid my dues. I'm yeah. no longer a threat to society. Let me out. I saw New Moon in like opening night in the cinema, and it was just surrounded by fucking tweens, just oh. estrogen everywhere, and, and they were all screaming at the cinema. And I'm just like being like, "You don't do this in the cinema." Who <laughs> does that? Who does oh, that? that? Honestly, biggest pet peeve, biggest pet peeve in the whole. Oh, world. people when they applaud in the cinema. Yeah. Well, I don't give a fuck who they are, okay? They need to fuck off. Like, I'm sorry how rude that sounds totally aggressive agree. that is. I totally I agree. Fucking stand right with you. Applause is to show, like, actors and people on stage that you appreciate them or yeah. musicians and stuff. If you're clapping in the cinema, here's what happens. You're clapping in a fucking room by yourself, except yeah. you've got loads of other people who are also not associated with the they film. They all think you're twats, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. They all think you're a twat for doing that. Like, right. there, was, um, there was a thread doing the rounds on Twitter the other day about somebody who... They were like, "Oh, I was in the screen. I was in Last Jedi on opening night, and people gasped when Snoke was killed, and they cheered when Luke came back on crate, and they were real Star Wars fans." And Brad quoted it and said, "Like one of my favorite Brad tweets, certainly of recent memory, maybe of all time." This sounds like a fucking nightmare, to be honest. I'm glad they don't do it in UK cinemas. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I hate people. Like I, I've, I had um. Odeon Limitless card, so oh yeah, that's kind. yeah. So um, I haven't got one anymore. I couched it the other day. Um, I just don't really have time because of the podcast. I don't really have time to go to the cinema. You have to yeah. go like once a week to really make it uh, viable. Yes, totally. But um, it was I, was so I was basically going to loads and loads of films and stuff, and I went and saw a couple of like the sort of animated kids movies because usually they're actually quite good or they're yeah. all right. It's quite rare that I watch one and it's like, like actively shit. So, like normally it's like eh, that's all right. Or, like Coco and Finding Dory. That's I watched what, one. I watched uh, How to Train Your Dragon the other day. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, How to Dragon 1 and 2 are awesome. They're great. Yeah, they're like, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah I was, I, it's surprising how good the quality is. But obviously, yeah. everyone of our sort of uh, age, I imagine, thinks about Shrek, where Shrek is just amazing. I mean, yeah, I, mean of... I still think that in some ways holds up. The animations, are, the CG doesn't date fantastically well. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things. Because obviously, the technology is always coming on in leaps and bounds, even year on year. There's these big improvements in in cg tech and obviously when it's completely cg it's even more glaring like you go back and watch some like the original shrek beowulf. yeah oh god yeah because beowulf. Beowulf, beowulf was trying to look like it was real whereas shrek you've kind of got apart from lord uh fuckwad um you've yeah, basically it's got, stylized yeah exactly so yeah. it's kind of you get that air to it but basically i was only saying because i went to the cinema and i saw it might have been incredibles 2 or it was coco or stalks mm-hmm. or something like that and i just remember it was quite early on in the film being out so the film things around and i was sat next to a woman who oh, i hate these kind of people it makes it sound like i'm some sort of hate-filled person but i just say when i go to the cinema i have anywhere else i'm fine i'm nice and chill but this woman who is you uh, stereotype people i generally have only ever found this from middle-aged women okay they have to vocalize exactly what they're feeling all the time so oh, they're okay. grasping yeah. everything they're going <gasps> 
oh my god whoa do you see that literally that all mm. the time and it's I, like i have been know what's going on you don't need yeah, to do this for them. yeah i have been to the cinema with people who who do that and in my experience it's not exclusively limited limited to middle-aged women but i know what you mean it's like predominantly it tends to be that demographic that seems to slip into the bad habits the most mm. yeah it's yeah, um infuriating yeah, I'm not trying to stick out uh, a point out any of the uh, all the middle-aged audience of either I our podcasts. But. Don't imagine that the Venn diagram for middle-aged women and people who listen to the crazy train is <laughs> anything other than two circles on a bit of paper that are completely disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, have you looked at um, have you looked on like uh, one of your hosting uh, sites? I mean, I, I host on Podbean, and it tells you like where people are and things like that i've got like one person who's ever downloaded the show in the philippines and I, like there's lots of random little places where i've just got like one i, like, down. I love stuff like that yeah, yeah exactly. like, just, like one bloke a, who goes i'm gonna give this a go and they download yeah. it this is 10 minutes ago that's cool for me mate yeah, that's <laughs> cool that was all right that was a thing i did but yeah. yeah we in um talk star was we, we make the joke that we're massive in uganda because like we're 100 in like with the top 150 tv and film podcasts there I yeah. had that. I was like, yeah, I was like 97th for like one day or something or 73rd or something. And I was yeah. like... You turn what? up in like... But the thing, I get this alert thing that pops in every now and then. It's just like, you have charted in Kazakhstan. I was like, okay. <laughs> what do I do with this information? <laughs> just thumbs up. Yeah, just Kazakh. I just Kazakh the fuck out of this show. Just make it really Kazakhstan friendly and just ex- to the exclusion of all other markets. This is, the place. this is the growth market for podcasting. Kazakhstan and Uganda are the places to fucking be, apparently. Turns out, yeah. But uh, the, it first, the, cra- the crazy train. Exactly. This making that big push for Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do get a lot of blog hits from Russia, but I think they're bots. Yeah, um, and not just because it's from Russia, because obviously that would be a you know an easy gag. But um, I genuinely think they're bots because they tend to all turn up on one day. Mm. It's like you go from you know yeah blog you know a couple of hundred, couple of like few hundred hits, few hundred hits, five thousand, few hundred hits, few hundred hits. So. <laughs> I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical. But on the plus side, um, we seem to have an audience in unknown region, which for anything doing with Star Wars is a really nice place to have. An yeah, audience. exactly. You just got like yeah. the person who basically uh, tutored Snoke. Apparently, he's just listening exactly. to your... Yeah, the Zan Vong, a massive on talk Star Wars. I think mm, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we talk. We talk in kind of you know obviously quite nicely about those. So maybe they're just like, oh, it's nice to hear us. It's nice to hear us tell both sides of the story. <laughs> yeah, when we come down to earth and slaughter everyone, and then you know, yeah. we'll, we'll save, we'll have them as our entertainment. Yeah, they'll be the last to die. And to be honest, <laughs> I'll live with that. That's not a bad, not a bad uh, lot to have in life, you know? Now, back to being a legend. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. good. That's good. Um, yeah. I was going to say, the reason I brought up Styles just um, of interest was... Um, I was basically the anecdote within the anecdote. Um, I was crazy, with my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy train. I'm just going to keep trying to say crazy train as much as I can. In this Do podcast. it. Yeah. And then once it's been like an hour, which I don't know, I'm not even keeping track of time, so pointless. I'm just going to start saying genuine chit chat. Just drop it in. <laughs> it is a little bit harder to work into conversation, but I, I have faith in you, Mike. I'm sure you can. Make- as long as it doesn't go into like the genuine train or crazy chit, then we're sure. <laughs> the genuine train. Oh my God. What is that? <laughs> That sounds like someone who's like really into like saying swag in YOLO. That's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Genuine dream. Yeah. Oh, that is, yeah. Like a, it would either be a rap group or some like hippie attempt at doing a podcast, like a really kind of, you know, we're, we're here to tell stories and no lies. That's the main thing. Just genuine, <laughs> genuine train. Take you on the most gentle train ride for your soul. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, funnily enough, you say that. I've mentioned this on the show before, but it was a while ago, so I don't think I've mentioned it recently. So when I said about just doing a cursory Google of any good name you have for a podcast, the reason I say that is because a couple of years ago, I got a tweet via DM from a very apologetic German man who was like, I'm really sorry, I didn't do my research, and uh, I should have looked to see if the name was in use and I realized what he was talking about. I went to his Twitter and he was advertising his new German spirituality podcast, The Crazy Train. <laughs> <laughs> and I replied back and I tried to be as nice as I could about it because obviously he hadn't been a big dick about it and, you know, walked in and gone, oh, one of us is going to have to move, get out of the way. But like, I mean, obviously, you know, history has proven that some Germans have done that. Um <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> oh, I tell you, he was <laughs> it did bother you a lot more than you. <laughs> I'm totally over it. It's been years. Um, but he he was very nice about it, and he wasn't like I say he wasn't a bit aggressive and dick a dick about it. And I replied back to him and just said, "You're talking about a German spirituality podcast. We're a bunch of British people just talking bollocks." I think there's room for both. I think <laughs> I think I think it's very unlikely. The the main thing I worry about with podcast names is confusion between the two. Mm. And I think that's probably another Venn diagram that's just two circles on a bit of paper. I don't <laughs> think there's a lot of people who are like, this British bloke podcast of random bollocks is fine. But what I really want to do is tap into my German spirituality while I'm here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I think you bring up that, the, the podcast name thing because um, there's there's a couple of, you know, are you in a lot of the Facebook groups for the you know podcast community and all that sort of jazz? To a point, yeah. Um, I find... I don't get a lot of chance to a lot of notifications. I don't get a lot of chance to check uh, social media a lot. So, like my my job is pretty forgiving about social media, but I don't like to take the piss. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I kind of same. get what I need to do done, and then if I get a chance, I might idly browse it just kind of later on in the day, but not you know. I certainly couldn't keep up with. I, I can barely keep up with the notifications I get, and I'm not in many of those groups. So, if I was oh, to join yeah. them up with all of them, I'd be up shit creek without a boat. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's quite overwhelming. I look at you know, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, you know, thirteen Facebook notifications, and it's like memories, one tag of your mates, and then twelve people posting in different podcast groups. Then if you're friends with anyone on um, on Facebook with an individual who's in the podcast groups, then every time they post or comment on something, then you get a notification about that as well. Um, so it can be a bit overwhelming at times. But the reason I mention it is because you get a lot of people on these podcast groups mentioning numbers all the time and that sort of thing, which does bother me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that people don't seem to say enough is, you know, when someone says, oh, I'm starting a podcast, you know, what's some tips and tricks and stuff? Yeah. The thing should be, have a unique name. Like, even if the name sounds a bit crap, it's better to have a slightly crap sounding unique name than yeah. something that sounds good that's got other things. Because it's like there's so many times where um, there's been a podcast, um, oh, there's a podcast, shout out to In The Black Podcast. Okay. Um, and they're absolutely amazing. The, the logo is like, um, it's like Superman. Um, but as he opens up, it's like a, a fist with, and it's orange instead of the Superman logo. Oh, cool. The reason I have to mention that is because there's another one or two podcasts also called In the Black. Right. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I think the In the Black podcast that I'm referring to, um, which is uh, hosted by, uh, I think it's uh, Mr. In the Black himself, Big O, he's called. So people will know if they go check that out. Yeah. He, it's an amazing show and I absolutely love it and it's nowhere near as big as it should be. But when I first, um, I think we saw promos or something like that. When I first looked it up, I just went, you know, in the black and I found three and I was just like, 
I, I don't know which one this is. And obviously what I did, because we were doing promo swap and stuff, I, you know, I looked on the social media and things from where I was contacted. I found the logos that linked and all that sort of jazz. But mm-hmm. it's just like, so with a band, if you have a band name and there's already a band called that name, even if they're really small, unless it's like completely inactive, you shouldn't really go near it. And even then I'd say to err on the side of caution. Yeah, totally. Because it, it also, not for nothing, but if you, the, the, the only situation I think it's kind of acceptable is, the situation that happened to my friends James and Ads. They started a Tolkien podcast, mm. and they called it an unexpected podcast, which is a good name. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. good, in fact, that another podcast dropped hours before with the same name. Really, and neither one knew the other one was going to be a thing, and they both dropped within the same twenty-four hour period. The first episode. Oh, wow, that's madness. Yeah, it's like what? How can you? There's nothing you can do about that. And, you know, thankfully for the people who dropped first, um, one of the guys is Canadian, so they just went with it and just changed their name. But, you know, you can imagine, well, we were here first. Well, not really, but (laughs) it becomes like a, you know, if you count it in time zones, actually we started, we we uploaded hours before, if you... uh, (laughs) That's a good point. But yeah, it's a a weird thing. You mentioned um, earlier in the chat, sort of my name, my name, the podcast's name. Yeah. The fact is is that I think it's a brilliant name, but I didn't even come up with it. I... um, I was chatting, I've got, you know, everyone, I think it's in group chats on Facebook with your mates and things. And yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm in one with a couple of mates of mine who I've been friends with for 14 years now. Um, and I was talking to them and I was like, you know, I want to start a podcast, all the ideas, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I want to call it that. Now, now I'm about to say it out loud, it makes me sound like such a fucking tool. Now that is like humans or sapiens or just because mm. my whole idea was, you know, interviewing guests, having chats with guests. Yeah interviewing them and they're all different people and the taglines honest conversations with interesting people so it's yeah. going to be kind of like you know that sort of thing well genuine chit chat i think fits much better with it but i see I how you went to i can see how you went for the kind of human sapien vibe because like i said that's the only common thread they all have exactly and that was the problem i was finding with my show and i was like you know every time i looked up something there was like um there's obviously a lot of media audience sapiens i think there's a t i know there's a there's a lot of uh, tv shows about humans or being human and yeah. sorts of other things yeah. and i was like if i could think of something clever enough that includes one of those names you could almost be like if someone's searching for one thing they could find my show accident maybe but yeah i was kind of like i didn't really want to do that but i was like maybe if i find the right fit i could and i spoke to the guys and i sent through about 20 different variants of names and stuff and the, and there's one that i can't remember what it was now that i was basically leaning on mm-hmm. and all my mates that they're, they're quite nicely honest with me which is what i need a lot of the time they're like in all honesty mate they're all quite shit <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> that's like, a good kind of mate yeah it's like yeah. you know you'd hope they kind of ideally construct be a bit more constructive but at the same time <laughs> at least they're honest yeah they're all like you know none of these are actually that great except these two are all right if you really want to go with that one you can but uh, not too sure um and then that's, one of my mates so it's not bad yeah, and I, I was like, I said that one thing I kind of wanted. I think it's called like genuine humans or something, and that's a horrendous name because I just I, I'm fairly Photoshop savvy. I used to work in um, in like graphic design and stuff, okay. and I just had the image of the logo was just genuine, but written in like really like over the top like silver or gold font with like a little shine on it to be like okay. genuine, like ding, like yeah. that sort of authentic, one hundred percent real grade. Exactly, like yeah. when you get really cheap stuff from like Poundland or something, and it's hundred percent genuine, and they've like put extra emphasis on the graphic of genuine to emphasize yeah. how genuine it is. It's I totally just thought, genuine. It's just a pound. Like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we're so genuine that we spend extra money emphasizing how genuine we are. I was like, mm, okay, okay, so interesting. I and I was like, I had that idea in my head, and I kind of said that, and then one of my mates just went. What about genuine chit chat? And I was like, 
that's bloody brilliant that is yeah, and then I've had a couple of people say I really like your name and it's like I do too and I didn't even think about it and my mate who came up with the name is one of my only mates who refuses to come on the podcast at all because oh. he's, just, he's so introverted he doesn't really want to be um, on the that's, spot that's fair yeah that's the reason uh, my Jen will never find her way on uh, mm-hmm. here because you know like those you know those uh, Myers-Briggs personality tests you can do that kind of group you into different categories based on your sort of yes, extroversion, introversion. Sort of traits yeah. of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <clears throat> I did the test at work because we you know, we've been talking about it a lot at work and so we did it. And uh, I came home and told Jen about it and she said, let me do the test. I was like, okay. Now bearing in mind, bear, uh, being a podcast, you'd expect there'd be a high level of extroversion from me, but it's like 51, 49 and it's quite, okay. it, it's quite in flux. It's quite you know, mm. at the same time as I can, I have to, the way I've kind of quantified it is I, sometimes I really need to be around people and then sometimes I need to be left the fuck alone. Mm. And if you see me at work, that would pretty much be like how you would describe like, yeah, he seems to just need to be left to himself sometimes. Mm. But, um, Jen did the test and her introversion came out as 94%. Jesus. I was like, I'm amazed I've fucking seen you. <laughs> <laughs> She's an extra in her own life. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, <laughs> answer a, like an online dating profile and then just never, you just, you meet up and it's a computer. But it's still... Just a silhouette. It's just their shadow sat on the chair. Yeah, it's like the episode of Big Bang Theory where he projects himself onto the TV and just hangs a shirt off the stand. Like, I thought that would be kind of a 94. 94? Like, yeah. it's mad. But then at the same time, you know, then I was like, she said, now do you see why whenever we need to do customer service things, I'm always really keen for you to do the phone call. And instantly, I now I just feel bad forever because <laughs> I haven't always been so forgiving about that. I've sometimes been like, no, no come on, please make that fucking call. And then, you, yeah, you clearly. Where it's like, all right, you are still 6% extroverted, actually. So yeah, this exactly. is one of those times. You can deal with the energy suppliers today. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that bad, but um, no, it's... It, I just, I'm very busy. Sometimes I just, sometimes I'm just too busy to deal with every single thing. That's all it is. I know what you mean with the, um, the introvert, extrovert thing. I mean, I'm, I, I have two old, technically three older brothers, but two of my half brothers, one's brother-in-law. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I have, t- I have two brothers. Well, technically three brothers. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm curious. Is that what the question was going to be? Yeah, no, I, I don't yeah. know what the question was going to be. I'll just, <laughs> in my head, I was just like, it doesn't, I don't know what, I'm interested <laughs> where this is going. Start sentences with their families. Yeah, this is kind of my brother. It's like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> he's around like. Oh, it's like my kind of weak releases. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and two of my half brothers, that's why they're like 17 and 20 years older than me and stuff. But oh, okay. I'm saying this because if anyone's listened to my show, they'll hear me talk about my brothers. So, but it was just when I was younger, um, they did grow up with me. They they were my dad's side, but not my mum's. You know, my dad was married before my mum and stuff. Yeah. So I, I didn't, and because my parents were a bit older, um, it was they didn't interact with me in the same way. They were very loving parents and all that sort of jazz, but I didn't get the playfulness you normally get with siblings and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I didn't really have any friends till secondary school, which is the mates I've got now. I've just one set of mates. I just stuck with them for an hour, or they kind of stuck with me. Probably. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, like, I like the way you you phrase it, like Watchmen. Like maybe they're trapped in here with me, or maybe I'm trapped in here with them. <laughs> friendship. I love, I love Rorschach as well. Yeah, genuine chit chat. Yeah, yeah. chat one in for you there. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I think we're into, I think we're into the second hour, so I thought I'd chuck it in. That's, that's all good. Right, I'm just being genuine, you know, about yeah. chit chatting. Exactly. Um, Nicely done. <laughs> um, and the reason I mentioned this because when I was younger, I basically, as I didn't have any friends to secondary school, I was when I got friends, I was kind of clingy with them and stuff. And what I've noticed as I've gotten older is I've become kind of like 
codependent in a sort of way. Like okay. I can be left by myself for like a day or two because when I do podcasting on like a Sunday night is when I release an episode, I just kind of lock myself away for about four or five hours and just yeah. intro, outros, editing, blah, 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 all that crap. And um, I really like to be left alone when I'm working, when I'm busy, you know, that sort of stuff, when I'm doing chores or anything like that. But as soon as I've done that, I kind of was need to be with like around someone like yeah. I, I can hear myself for an evening or two but if i have like three days and i don't hang out with any mates or anything i just start getting so low and it's just quite weird and sad but it's just randomness to it no i get i totally get it like there are times where you know i get invited to something i'm just like oh, no <laughs> it's nothing to, it's not to say that i wouldn't have fun if i went there but sometimes i just i just don't want to that explains like, why you didn't come to my birthday party I, well, to be fair to me, Mike, you didn't tell me when it was or where. <laughs> I, I can only work with what you give me. And, uh, you know... It, I said my hope and love would transcend that, but clearly you're not the one. No, I, I do need Google Maps occasionally as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I keep that, I'll keep that in mind because presumably you'll have another birthday in the next 12 months. So you know, One would hope so, yeah. Yeah, I'd be all over Except, that shit. Unless, unless it's leave you. Unless, exactly, yeah, my mate, uh, my mate actually, um, she's been on the show, Carla. Her daughter's born on the 29th of February. Okay. This is the coolest. Like, it's so, it's really not when you think about it, how it's not cool, but it's just the chances of that. Obviously, you know, it's, yeah, it has to be every four years. So it's like what, 365 times four plus one. Yeah. Some, there's some, yeah, there's some mathematical equation that makes it astronomical odds. Yeah, one like one in, in, yeah, probably 1500-ish or something around those lines. I would but, think, yeah, I'd guess so. I mean, the, yeah. the you know, obviously uh, it, the, the, the stars have to align for that to work. Like not only do you have to be born on the right, like you have to be conceived on the right day. That's a very tricky business, you know. Um, yeah, imagine trying to plan that. Imagine trying to actually plan to have a baby <laughs> born. Yeah, exactly. Just the idea of, you know, I, I don't want to think about the logistics involved, like the bar, the wall charts you'd have to have of like, <laughs> just it just says on the in bang here in big letters on the camera. <laughs> just a big target, just yeah. a big target. Like, then the the roof opens up and there's all the stars aligning like literally in Hercules. Yeah. And stuff. Like, quick, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> quick, right now, quick. Yeah. Right, if, I, if I come at midnight, then we pr- we can try and get you to push through a little bit harder or push through a little bit later. To, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like well, I mean, it's it's kind of. For me, being born on a leap year is probably like the anti-cool, like it's the it's the cool equivalent of being born on Christmas. Mm. Because like I've got a couple of mates who are born on Christmas Day, and when they were kids, it sucked because oh, they yeah. get presents, sure, but they get one set of presents for the day. And like they might, you know, your parents, if you had Christmas Day birthday, might spend a tiny bit more, but they're not gonna like, like double, really, they're not gonna be- double the budget. And you know, I can understand that because obviously kids if there's one thing you can say about me when I was a kid, I had no idea what things cost. Mm, um, didn't mean I didn't want them. And, you know, my parents were, I, I certainly don't feel like I went without in terms of like, you know, I didn't have, there were no Christmases where it's like, no, you've been bad. Here's a lump of coal. It's always like, cause I mean, if nothing else, I don't think they could make use of it. So they're probably just <laughs> like, yeah, let's find him some other shit gift. Well, yeah, it's also, if you give him a shit gift, at least he can play with, at least he can fuck off for a while. We can have some peace. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, oh, PlayStation 2, amazing. How did you know? It's like, we didn't. We just assumed it would make you fuck off for the re- <laughs> for the next six years. It's like, <laughs> Let's just hope they're not Christmas. We can just get drunk <laughs> and not have to worry about you anymore. Ex- exactly. And I mean, they certainly seem to go down that route a few times for Christmas. So, you know. Yeah, and that's to... why you've got Papa PlayStation. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I, now I've kind of kept it. It's like a, anytime I think my parents are stressed, I go out and buy a console. It's weird. <laughs> 
just oh, run out of room. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> stuck to the walls of them. Just like exactly. Yeah, just boxes and boxes of the fucking things. I forget. Just just, crying. How just the crying hell am I going to store these damn things? <laughs> Don't it worry becomes, about that. Just buy another one. 